Welcome and thank you so much for tuning in today's anti-diet show, part of the Farah Karamburi podcast. A podcast on a mission to equip busy professional women to lose weight permanently by creating healthier habits. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner, an author and founder of Deep Body Health, a leading nutrition coaching program designed to achieve results by fo- focusing on making simple habit changes. In each episode, I will bring you ideas on how to create these habits without going on short-term fat diets or taking weight loss pills or shakes to achieve your weight loss. So grab a cuppa or take me with you for a walk as I guide you through to achieving permanent weight loss results. Practitioner, keynote speaker and also the founder of uh, Deep Body Health, which is a, a leading nutrition coaching program designed for busy professional women in order to lose weight permanently, but without giving up on their favorite foods and also lots and lots of exercise. Yeah, that is my program. That's why I coach around. And today's topic is um, a question that's been asked quite a few times, actually. And whenever I sit down to write these topics or talk about them or discuss them or even research some of them, um, I'm always thinking, I have like this writer's block. I think, what am I going to talk about? Yet, many times this question has been asked, but somebody will prompt you from one of my coaching groups. And then here I am, you know, I have enough, plenty to say. Right. So four ways of controlling your cravings. The problem with controlling the cravings or why we can't control our cravings and what this actually means. We want to talk a little bit about why cravings can actually set us off our track. So if you're trying to lose weight, but you keep continuing to have sugar cravings, and it's only sugar craving really, Um, it could be snack craving, could be crisp craving as well, mainly sugar, most people suffer from that. Um, Why does that happen? Well, there's a few reasons, I'll tell you in a minute. But the question to ask yourselves is, why don't you crave boiled eggs and also chicken breast? Why don't we crave foods like that? <laughs> yeah, they're not hyperpalatable food. Your body doesn't want them. The reason your body wants to have the sugary or salty food is because it's trying to solve a problem right there and then. And I'll tell you what it is. So here's what I discovered about my own cravings. Obviously, I'm my own biggest scientist. And my advice is always to use to become your own biggest scientist and observe what is actually going on with you. Why are you having cravings? Okay, so there's four possible reasons, right? That's This is it. So if you are a busy professional woman, you need to kind of really be smart about exactly where these cra- cravings are coming from versus just giving into it and saying, well, something's not right with me. I'm, I'm always craving stuff. Well, that's not, there is a reason behind it. So figure out what their reason is so you can solve that particular issue. Then you will be able to get onto the path of losing the weight and being in the shape that you want to be. If you keep fighting the cravings and not understanding that you're just going to be on the yo-yo dieting mode, which obviously we know where that leads to more yo-yo dieting, obviously, and uh, unhappiness and binge disorder, etc. is all related to dieting, by the way. So cravings can be caused by, caused by a variety of things. But the four things that come to mind and the four things I've experienced with my clients and myself, the number, number one being um, there is a sign of hormonal imbalance. Okay. Now, I think the sign of hormonal imbalance also can cause many things, obviously, but one of the biggest factors is not eating a balanced diet. So when you're, when you're 
morning starts with cereal and your lunch is um, a sandwich, you're not balanced, which means that you bo- your body's not getting all the nutrients, which can offset your hormones. So that could be one of the reasons. Now, there, there possibly could be another reason like PCOS and other hormone imbalances that you can um, come across in your life or face in your life that may need a further t- required treatment like a blood test that will reveal that. But before you even go in to see the doctor, are you getting these four things right? So the first one is your balance of your meal, right? Are you getting your breakfast, lunch, dinner with protein, carbs, healthy fats? Yes or no? If the answer is no, there's a possibility there's a hormone imbalance. Are you getting a, are you on a carb-free diet or a particular thing you've taken out of your diet? So suboptimal diets, i.e. diets that do not include all of the nutrition in it. So suboptimal diet. So hormone imbalance could be number one. Suboptimal diet is number two. Number three, high on my agenda, high stress. High stress is going to absolutely ask your body for more sugary cream. You know that you go for biscuits when you are feeling stressed. You know that you go for cakes or sugary things when you're feeling stressed because it's the cortisol that's produced. We've talked about it many times. It's requiring Uh, It's almost like a fire in your body and that fire can only be put off when you give it some kind of sugar or some kind of a um, crate, whatever you're craving. And it's normally chocolate's kind of on the top of all of this, by the way. And then the lack of sleep. Lack of sleep is another, uh, this one is very close to my heart. So when my kids were little, my sleep was really disruptive. Uh, I think I was quite an anxious mother. And as a result of that, I kind of never showed them how to relax. If they were up, I will start to feel anxious. Um, and if they won't go to sleep on time, I wouldn't just take it in and think, well, so it's a human little body and it doesn't want to sleep at this particular time. No, I needed them to be asleep by a certain time. And if I came off their routine, I would be you know, all over the place. And I, I'd become very obsessed about this. Um, but to get to that stage, it took me ages, which meant I woke up many times in the night. I used to stand next to the door doing the whole shush and all of those things, uh, tips that I had learned in those days. <laughs> this is going back seven, eight, nine years now. Um, so my kids are older than that, obviously, but the sleep disruption was for a longer period, good five years, to be honest, since they were born. Uh, and that really took a toll. So the ne- the next morning, my body will crave sugar. And I will go and have sugary cereal or sugary sweets because that's the only way I could manage my day. Um, but at that stage, I didn't understand. I just thought this is just this is how it is. Yeah. I just didn't look into things. And now that I know very clearly where the cravings are coming from after speaking to over 1,000 women that I've coached now, I can see a very clear pattern. I think these four things are the main culprits of you craving a particular food. Um, and also there's a, there's one little thing I've, I've thrown in there about movement. So the movement, uh, if lack of movement or lack of exercise, purposeful exercise, i.e. weightlifting or resistant training or any kind of, also leads to cravings, by the way, because your body isn't moving. It's just not doing anything. So there's no adrenaline uh, coming through to your body you're not releasing dopamine hormones you're not excited about anything you are just kind of monotone you're just in the same in the same way you know that you where you wake up is the way you sleep the only time your blood spikes is when you are stressed and when you're stressed you go get sugary stuff to uh, put that fire out like I said the easiest way to describe it so uh, another thing I also have dropped in there is the hydration this is very true with me. The time I am lo- lacking in hydration, if I haven't finished my bottle of water, I will may I may go for, um, I may crave things. Let's put it that way. 
Um, but four years now, for four years, I've never had, like, and I say this to my clients a lot of times, that there is kit care in my house. So, so in my house, the kitchen, the way we've talked about, the environment is set up for success, okay, for my kids and also for me. There's lots of fruit and vegetables. There's the lean meat. And then, and that's about it. There's a, there's a, a few carbohydrates, starchy carbohydrates. Um, so the treat wise is a Kit Kat pack of eight and um, two finger ones. So the boys are allowed to have one each and, and that's all they ask for because there is nothing else to have. Um, however, the I could easily go towards that, couldn't I, during my periods and etc. But I do, around my periods, I do also feel more need for craving. But throughout the, 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 the month without the periods, I don't have the craving. And I really believe that's because my foods are balanced. So the number one way of dealing with this is to look at your meals. The reason you want more carbs is because you haven't had enough food. Whenever, almost every single one of my clients, when they go on to eating a balanced diet, they, their cravings really are in control and, this, and they stop uh, looking for little treat things because they are balanced in the cravings. The only people who are still doing that is because there's a habit. Habit's been built and habit's hard to stop, but they're taking steps towards reducing right bringing the right thing into the house bringing less things into the house so really trying to understand where that craving is coming from so what can you do what can you do at home after listening to this podcast uh, and if it resonates with you is to balance your meals with adequate protein carbohydrates <coughs> sorry uh, vegetables and healthy fats healthy fats are really important the healthy fats provide your mind a, a real uh, feeling of satisfaction so if you're having a peanut butter or avocado with your meal or some nuts, again, you have to be careful how much you have it. And also if you've come from the dieting background of counting points, then perhaps you really struggle to take in the healthy fats. But you've got to really move forward from that. This is old fashioned theory about not eating healthy fat. You've got to move out of that. That, that method that you use didn't work, obviously. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Avocado is not a sin. It is a healthy fat. You don't eat the whole thing at once. There's a lot of healthy fat in it. You do eat it thumb size worth. Or for that day, because it goes black once we open it, eat the three portions of healthy fats on the day. I many times break mine into three and have one quarter of it on my toast. And I love it. It is my weekend kind of a treat. It makes it a little bit different the weekend to the weekdays, which is porridge with protein shake and a peanut butter and chia seeds and a few blueberries. So it's quite, quite kind of, substantial my breakfast okay so um one those are the things you want to look at is the balancing your food S second thing you want to look at is are you getting enough sleep i can't stop i cannot stop speaking about sleep because it is one of the most fundamentals factors in actually you losing the weight if your sleep is poor if you're getting less than seven to nine hours sleep every single night you are going to look for sugar next morning. You are going to look for things that are going to give you energy. like, And then you may switch on to things like caffeine-free things or caffeine products with sugar-free things. All of these are inflated and giving your gut an inflammation because it's sugary. It's, even if it's got uh, sweeteners in it, it's got no calories in it, it still isn't really helping you because you're trying to be propped up by this product. It screams no, doesn't it? It screams like this isn't the way you want to deal with things. You want to just eat your meals, just get your meals eaten. Um, and in terms of your sleep, you want to try that. Now, there are things like menopause with sleep. There are things like worries that come into your mind. There's a lot of different um, 
factors that actually affect a good quality sleep. Now, you can't just give up on it though. You've got to every single night go to bed on time, have a sleep hygiene routine. Don't take your phone in there with you. Stop scrolling mindlessly on Facebook because all of the blue light is affecting you. Not only the blue light, also what you're reading. If you're reading something that has upset you, if you're seeing a photo of someone who's upset you, put the damn phone away. The last two hours before you sleep, you need to have light conversations. Last night, my husband was saying something about, I don't know what he said. I think I was lying in bed. And I got my journal out, something I do on a daily basis. And I was writing down three things I'm, I'm blessed. And he said something, I think it could have, could have been to do with work. Either way, I immediately stopped him and said, do you mind not having conversations like this at nighttime? Nighttime is, and I did, I did literally stop him because I try not to have any conversation like that with my kids in the evening. I don't care what it is. I don't care how stressful your day has been. You don't want to bring these conversations up at eight when you're going to sleep at 10. You do not. You want to tidy up the house. You want to fold your laundry. You want to kiss your kids goodnight. You want to read them a story. And yourself, you need to calm yourself down, do maybe some kind of meditation and do some kind of stretching. If you're feeling really overwhelmed, you need to reduce that caffeine, the alcohol, that's not helping. And you need to really get in that sleep mode. Okay, that's what you have to do. A lot of people ignore the sleep and then they, then they wonder why they can't lose weight. Well, you haven't done the groundwork. Your groundwork is poor, it's shabby, so you're not going to lose the weight. And that is the problem. So the sleep is really high on, on my agenda. And then you've got the final thing, which is, uh, so if you've done all of these, right, you've done all of these, you've got good sleep, you've balanced your meals, and then you're still struggling with craving. Now we, that now we can go and get our blood test done because we've eliminated and we have done all the things that are in our control. Now we need to see what exactly is going on with the body. Perhaps there is an imbalance of hormones that's happening due to one hormone is being produced more than less and that can happen sometimes. Uh, due to, it does always happen with stress and imbalance of food first and foremost. So give yourself a good four to six weeks, even two months. And if you've eaten like this, your craving should be subsided for sure. Okay. And if not, like I said, take it to, you know, you, it could be other signs when there is that going on, like hair thinning perhaps, or the weight isn't coming off perhaps, or spots maybe on the face or facial hair. There's other signs. It won't just be food craving. There'll be other signs that accompany that. So again, look out for the, the, the symptoms and look out for the sign. And yes, Google is a good way of dealing with it, but there's other ways, i.e. making a doctor's appointment and getting a blood test done, just so you know what is going on with you so be your own scientist and gather the data so when you do go to doctors you can't just show up at doctors and expect them to give you a miracle pill that's going to solve this if they, they they know more they can help you even more if you tell them look this has been going on and write it down <laughs> write it down because you cannot remember what happened to you last week you can't but you can, if you've just written down a few notes, and why am I feeling like this? Or I was really bad cravings I had of sugar, really, really bad. What happened that week? What happened yesterday that you had bad cravings? Why? Think about it. And then whatever comes to your mind, write it down. It could be things like, I felt lonely, or I felt stressed. I hate Sundays. I worry about Monday mornings, waking up and doing a workout, so in case I fall asleep. So I, I, I don't know what it is, but write it down. Can you see a pattern? Be your own scientist. Can you see a pattern? Then you can change things. If you don't have any awareness and you go and sit in front of your doctor with no information apart from I have cravings, for example, 
And it's just not going to help be helpful, is it? You need to give them the whole picture. And if you are overweight, the doctor writes you off. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? My clients have told me this. If you're overweight, you're sitting there, they blame everything on your weight. They literally say that, well, you need to reduce some weight. You need to reduce some weight, which is very true. A lot of things can be solved by that, but there are more to it. Maybe they can't reduce the weight because there is something going on. But we're talking about NHS. We have 10 minutes per person. and We're very blessed and lucky to have NHS in our lives. But you, yourself, your own mind, your own body, you be the biggest scientist and you gather that information and you go there with loaded with information and you get get a good result. You don't write it off. You don't accept this is the size I'm always going to be. Um, I'm always going to have sugar craving. Um, and then you're self-sabotaging and, and calling yourself names because you cannot get a result. That's not how we want to do stuff. We want to get in control exactly what you do to your businesses, exactly how you are with your work. You want to accept a secondary result. So why is it that you're accepting a secondary result with yourself? Why is it that you are not thinking about your cravings and figuring it out what it is that's going on with you? Why are you accepting that you are how you be for the rest of your life, even though you are immensely unhappy in that body? Why are you accepting that? Like I said, you have the ability to not accept it because at your work, you're on the top of your game. But when you come home, you're like, who cares? No one's looking at me. Well, stop with all of that because you want to be in a better shape. Every single day when you look in the mirror, you just wish that little bit. Come on. Come on, I want to get in this top and I want to feel good. It won't just happen by doing going on a diet. Yes, for three weeks and four weeks or five. You know, what happens after? I dare you to go on keto and keep that keto for the rest of your life. I dare you to give up bread for the rest of your life. It's rubbish. No one can live like that. It doesn't work. And it is not the only way. You're giving up on bread. You're losing weight because of that. Or you're giving up or you're figuring out what is going on with me and why my cravings are coming from. Isn't that better? Dealing the core of the problem versus abandoning and sticking a diet on top of whatever's going on with you. So think about this. If this has resonated with you and you really can see where you may be making a not enough progress is probably one of those areas and again please don't say well this is how it is I can't sleep please don't say this is how it is I can't stop doing that there is always a way of doing something there is always a solution it might be a tiny thing that you can change but that even that tiny things times seven times 30 will become slightly bigger one percent do one percent work towards your sleep one percent a day 1% a month, the end of 12 months, that's 12% improvement than previous year. This kind of mentality is where you're looking for a long-term permanent solution. The ad hoc mentality, cutting things out, chopping things, short-term, fad, fad diets that don't work. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate your company this morning and I will catch you tomorrow with a brand new topic. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Anti-Diet Show. If you have some time, please leave me a review so I can help more busy professional women like you to create healthy habits in order to change lives. Mm-hmm.